What is going on, y'all? Again, thank you again for listening to the uh, the Get Up podcast. The reason why I'm laughing right now is just because we damn near had the entire podcast right now, and we're just talking amongst each other. We got myself, uh, DJ Belvy here. We got S Dot. We got we got Pharaoh. We got even the CEO of PVA Studios here, Ty. He's here with us, um, and. Yeah, so we just basically had another podcast that we're going to have another podcast, but then also we're just going to rehash some of the blend, that we blend made. the two, you know, <laughs> exactly. Continue the argument. <laughs> Continue the argument. So um, we can get into how your guys' week was later, but um, yeah, let's just dive into dive into this. They don't bitch. care about our week. They want to know about yeah. what we're thinking let's about not, philosophy and yeah. me too. And we're all talking that good about stuff. a lot of shit, <laughs> Kanye. There's a lot of shit that you know that that's been going on. You know. Right. Um, Pharaoh, you have your notes because so basically today, just to our listeners, today, uh, Pharaoh, we're gonna dive in because last week we had a, an amazing podcast in my uh, in my opinion, amazing podcast, and uh, unfortunately we just did not get to the philosophy corner uh, our last podcast, but mm-hmm. we are getting into it, just diving straight into it now. So Pharaoh, go ahead and take it away, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm actually a little shocked that we're actually doing this. Uh, hello, good people. Uh, this is Pharaoh. <laughs> uh, this week for the Philosophy Corner, I'm going to keep this short and simple. I'm going to tell you a story, but I'm going to ghostly tell you what I believe is the universal philosophy. And that is, for a man, mentality dictates reality. Or more eloquently put, we become what we think about. Um, this is kind of best summed up. And a good little story about the human mind that basically relates the mind to a farm. And it basically says, if you take your farm out and you plant in one hand some nightshade, a poison, or you plant in the other hand corn, a plentiful crop, and you tore your soil and you tend your farm, your mind and your farm is going to return to you both corn and nightshade. Uh, the farm is ambivalent it's going to give give back what it's given and return whatever you plant in it so if you put negative things in your farm then you're going to get negative things out of your crops if you put positive things in your farm you're going to get positive things out of your crops uh there's a great slogan that says one of the greatest discoveries of our generation is that a human being can alter their lives simply by altering their attitude of mind. Uh, this was said by William Gaines in one of his discoveries and looking over his workforce. Uh, another way to put this is a man's life is what he makes of it. Uh, this was said by Marcus Aurelius, one of the ancient Roman emperors. Now, the best reason I use this philosophy is because most of the time we talk about things that require you to think deeply or kind of Visualize your view of the world, but we never really talk about things you can apply. And one of the greatest ways to apply this philosophy is to simply take a very simple goal, write it down on a card, and look at it every day. Make your goal simple, make it clear, make it concise, and make it manageable. Don't be afraid to reach far, and don't sell yourself short. 
by looking at this goal every day, it becomes a mantra for your daily activities. You start to move naturally towards your goal. You start to envision your goal, and as you envision it, it becomes a part of your reality. The reason why most people don't succeed in life is not because they don't have a goal. It's because they have too many goals. They have too many dreams. And they never actually start walking towards a particular one. Action dictates how our lives shape around us. And our actions come from the things that we believe are most important to us. Okay, that's my philosophy. I mean, damn, that was a uh, uh, that definitely was a motivational um, one. What's that like, Les Brown? I don't know if you guys heard about him, the motivational yeah, I mean, speaker, Les Brown. Um, then also, Farrell was also talking about um, like vision boards, almost. You know, um, you know, some of these outlets that some people to that some people take. My old roommate actually, he had a vision board party. I would say it's beginning of the year, January, right after New Year's. He would have people over, a whole bunch of magazines, and they, of course, they would, you know, clip out things and put it on their vision board. That's basically what that is. So, um, your uh, actions dictate your reality. You know, you keep, you continue to, um, you know, hammer down, you know, at that goal, but not having too many, just because yeah. it's almost like a menu. You know, you don't know what the hell yeah. you want to do. I would, you know? I would add, I would add one of the quotes from the theme is success is the realization of a worthy goal. Um, so I think all of us are in life are trying to be successful at something, um, but we never, most of us never reach it at all or get close to that thing that's our dream. Um, I think this philosophy corner tries to really give you that tool on how to really clear out the farm. Like, what is the actual goal? What are you actually trying to do? Because mm. your mind will grow anything. But if you want to yield a successful crop and have a, a good harvest, you need a focus crop. You need to plant one thing and tend to it um, exclusively. Mm. Um, so this kind of takes that philosophy and, you know, mentality and puts it together for you. So you can say, I've taken this and I wrote this down in the card. And over the last month or so, yes, I'm a little closer to this goal than I was a month ago because I focused on it every day. Mm. I think uh, I think an important part of what you said is, is defining what success looks like to you. What is success when you when you reach it? Because I think a lot of people just want to become successful so badly that they look at people who who are in high place and they go, "Oh, I want to be like that." Where really success isn't going to look like that for you. But success so, in what way? Because success could be could mean anything to anybody. Because and the reason why I'm saying that, and so sorry to interrupt you, um, is that success. Uh, to some people may just be going to work and going home, right? Like to me, like I don't understand that. But that's that. not success. But according to, but to, the, this to them, that's, that's success. not success. No, no, no. And according to this philosophy, according to this philosophy, that is not success. That is conformity. Most of these people are going to work and waking up every day because that's what society set them in mm. motion to do from the moment they were born. Okay. Conformity in this age is our form of cowardice. Okay. So if success to you is, like I said, success is the realization of a worthy goal. goal yeah. To get to the point of a worthy goal, you as a person have to sit down and figure out what is it that you uh Pharaoh or you Estad or you uh DJ Bell want personally in your life. And so that yeah. requires you to pull and away yeah. from the the motion society yeah. set you off of of waking up and getting a nine to five let me yeah. just dive into because I, I, I want to say that like when I say that you need to define what your success is or what success looks like to you for some other people for instance when you say going to your 95 job but that might equal success to somebody because really what their main goal is is to create a solid foundation for their 
their family to be able to send their kids to college be able to have a nice home life for their wife and their kids and their family that's a goal so for them to be able to have this very stable lifestyle which gives them a very stable income that is successful to them so i just this is why i brought it up if they're doing it with that mindset that this is their worthy goal then yes but if they're going to work every day because this is what everybody does and this is just the flow of life that they put them in which is why 90 percent of people wake up every morning and go to work then that's not the success of the worthy goal that this philosophy would yeah, be. But you can see that so in that a lot of be, yeah. you can see that in a lot of different things though right like you see a lot of people who want to become rappers who want to become athletes who want to become tech billionaires we have and the only school. reason they do that <laughs> is because people. they see mark zuckerberg they see um you know lebron james or they see fabulous on the radio do it and that's why they want to do that so it's not like they've defined success like that for themselves they just see that's what success is to somebody else and they want to do that thing so i think that you you can you can you know scapegoat nine to five years all you want but really they're doing the same thing that a lot of other people are doing but who are very unsuccessful so i don't like to scapegoat anybody's version of success i just think that that idea of a worthy goal i think that is the key point of that philosophy what is worthy to you what is a worthy aspiration to you and have a very clear version of that before you actually go about and, that's and why, try to accomplish yeah, it and that's why i brought that up because well, I, I have I, hold on I, hold on I, I hold, on, hold on hold on hold on um what, what what i was thinking um and that's the reason why i brought up conformity uh not even conformity but that that because I didn't even have that word for it because I would thought that it was more some people thought it was uh, was success that they would go to 95 granted I may not I may not define it in my life as success because that kind of is one of those things that I'm just I don't understand like certain people when they just go from work to home home to work and then that's it you know right. like you don't have anything else no hobbies no anything else to look forward to you know you may see those people who are in the gym they and and they want to continue to do that they do um uh, what's that um, crazy? Well, most crazy work. CrossFit. CrossFit, and they and they have a goal and they have something in mind. So I I, I agree there with Pharaoh, but um, I do also agree that it is conformity that you're just going nine to five. You know, because how many people do? Uh, hold you on, know? let me clarify because I think I think you guys are both misunderstanding me. When it's when we talk about your worthy goal, there's a conscious step that you have to take to find your worthy goal. Meaning you as a human being have to sit down and really decide what you want. According to the study of this kind of human watching shows that when you talk to most people, they have never had this moment in their life. And most people are working because working is what they were taught to do. They're not working because it's their worthy goal. They're working because working was the goal given right, to them so, as a child. So, all right, so let's break, so in let's this break philosophy, that. all we try to do, and, and this is a modern philosophy built for this day, is saying, if you're a guy who's in a cubicle and you're in that cubicle because that's where you want it to be or that's your worthy goal and you sat down in this cubicle, then you're right where you need to be. But if you're in that cubicle and you don't really know why you're in that cubicle and you really have a reason for being here or going to work in this place makes you unhappy, then you haven't found your worthy goal and this philosophy suggests that you sit down and find such a goal so you can get put on a path that puts that happiness in your daily activity. What, like yeah, your daily activity what I was going to ask was that um, how many people do we know? Because I just wanted to break this down, right? Say if we, we we're talking about it just overarching, but let's see if we can like dive down. So to what uh, uh, Pharaoh was initially saying, right? So you 
have this guy is in or guy or girl is in this farm, right? This cubicle farm is it's mostly like, like what they call it. And no, no, no. You're combining two things. Separate your cubicle and your farm. The farm is an allegory for the mind. Okay. And that what you put in your mind is what your mind will return back to you. The conformity aspect is about finding your worthy goal and the difference between someone who is working every day because that's the job they wanted and that's the job they went after for and someone who's working every day just to pay bills because uh, so that, this yeah, is what so life bring in a good uh a good point there because you know we have the uh you know the two opposing sides there where you have those people who are just going to work just to go to work mm-hmm. just because that and that's the conformity aspect of it and then but if you are going to work with uh, you know something in mind as you were saying like they would have uh, you know a reason for that yeah yeah i just don't i i mean i'm not even like like really disagreeing with the majority of what you guys are saying i'm just saying that like i think a lot of times people like oh like going to a nine to five is like a bad thing because you're not Mm. successful you're conforming yeah and i'm like i don't think that's a inherently bad thing if you have other things that you're looking to do like if you're like yo i'm just i'm i'm putting in these hours because i really want my my kid to graduate from college debt free like to me i'm like yeah go do that nine to five like that's a great thing that you're doing because you you have this worthy goal in mind that's a worthy goal to me so i don't think like the idea of just like nine to five being a bad conformist thing Mm. i don't think that is true but like i understand what you're saying where you're like yo if you're just going to do that just to pay your bills or whatever whatever yeah um then yeah yeah you are confirming you're not going after any kind of worthy goal okay um but i just think you you have to kind of separate those things like the motivation for why you are doing what you're doing it's the why is it a means to an end or is it an end well the the very philosophy is about the philosophy of motivation what Mm. motivates the man a man becomes what he thinks about so what is a man thinking about that's what true. is his motivation so that's the thing the positive why do some why do some men have motivation and some don't mm-hmm. mm, i mean that's a good question i mean do you have a do you have a do we want to dive down into that pharaoh or the reason that's, uh, but the philosophy answers the question <laughs> it's <laughs> about what's your worthy what's goal your worthy it's goals. about how how do you value the gift of the mind you were given do you understand that the things you focus most on become your reality meaning if you're a negative thinker then you probably have a negative outlook at life that's so you always poison, perceive yeah. you're the victim of things yeah. it's the poison you're putting in your mind yeah so your question is answered by the philosophy i've given exactly. you it's an application it's a weapon yeah. how do you choose to use this philosophy in your life can you look on your life now and say i'm actually working at a worthy goal or i've just kind of gotten here going through the motions and taking what opportunities seem to show up at the time they showed up true 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 (laughs) i like that i like that um so i mean hey uh i I like that philosophy corner i mean something to, to make you think uh and to make our listeners think a little bit more um Pharaoh, did you have anything else on that or are are we uh are we moving on to our 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 next uh our next thing that we want to talk about. No, I think I'm good, bro. That's I think that you know that's basically it. That's you know? good. Good, good, good. I good. think I think therefore I am. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, so what we were talking about before, I just wanted to actually go into that. So we dove into the the de- the uh, the philosophy corner, uh, but we were just talking about Kanye. Right. And uh, we were talking about uh, his album just coming out. Right. So the question I posed to Estat and uh, Ty was that is it being fake woke? Right. Is it being um, what was the word that I actually you said? Used? Fake outrage. Fake outrage. Thank you. Is it fake outrage that most people, if not all black people, were outraged of what he said on TMZ uh, a few weeks ago? But then. You have those same people possibly, potentially, going out 
and buying his album. So I saw, um, what's his name? Ellis. Uh, he was actually, he's, um, what's his name on Insecure? He's, um, he's Issa Rae's boyfriend. What's his name? Oh, um, if you remember, but you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, so, I um, so he actually said on Twitter that he, you know, until Kanye walks back his uh, his comments, that uh, he's not going to support his project. So that was kind of the fight that I more or less had in my mind and between myself. I was like, should I support this? Because I mean, I didn't agree with what he said. Right? I don't agree with it at all. Right. But. Do we? But do we separate? That's the biggest thing. Do we separate the man from the art, right? Because yeah. we do it in certain contexts, and then other times we don't. But can, then, I, can yeah. I say something? Yeah. So I think you asked a very good question, but I don't think it's the right question. I think because you're trying to mix his politics and his art. I think the better question is: Can we really complain about? how we're viewed as a people and still accept Kanye and still make those complaints. Because it's not about what Kanye said, it's about the origins of where his message is most common. That's a white supremacist message. Mm. So for him to say that, and then black people still support him, it makes it very hard for me as a black person now to even be mad at Trump supporters. Could I have the same thing going on now in my own community? So it comes a question of at, at what price yeah. do we do this mm. i i think it's i think it's very difficult because i think there are um there are certain levels to this right yes so like yes. so if you look at somebody like james brown black people all around can support his music yes he was a serial domestic abuser he yeah. used to beat the the shit. living shit out of his wives and his girlfriends like he was he was a terrible person in that aspect mm. he was also a huge republican he really believed in the idea that black people were lazy and they weren't working hard enough if they just worked as hard as he did um they would be successful the more you know but hashtag people still i still listen to james brown i think he he made really innovative music michael jackson um yeah and you can go through all of this so it's really like what atrocity turned you off the most mm. to a specific artist and can you can we yeah, talk like, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on but james brown's saving graces even as a republican he he joined the republicans because they told him they were going to pass laws to start helping black business owners get a start in areas where they were like taken advantage of by the bank see this so is stuff i is, didn't know so this is great there's time. a little bit more of a story there yeah he was and they, everyone said he was the hardest working man like across white yeah. black that yeah. was just kind of his legacy so that. even in that joining the republicans he they did make him a promise they didn't live up to like reagan gave him the swindle yeah, but then you could say the same thing for Kanye West, right? Like Trump brought him in and said, "Oh, I'm gonna do all these things with prison reform," and then he jumped on board. Like you can't, you can't, you can't separate the two. Like, oh, man. like the guy said it to him, so like you know, like you can excuse all the things that. And I'm not even saying that he's he was bad Trump for told, Trump told Kanye he was gonna do prison reform. What I mean, was this? you know, like he brought uh, Kim Kardashian in for the prison reform this past, summit. Yeah, this past. I week. mean. Like, like people say things and people do misguided things. And I, I don't even, I don't even fault people for doing that. I'm just saying that when you're looking at somebody's art compared to their actual lives, a lot of times you're going to find a lot of atrocious shit that they did compared to their artwork. And sometimes you have to separate that to say like, oh, they are a good artist, but they are a terrible person. I'm not going to follow them. For so that. it almost comes down to if how it feels to you, what it is that you agree with 
and that you don't agree with, right? So if James Brown is a you know a serial domestic abuser, uh, especially like some of these politicians that are uh, currently actually I do not even have their names right now, but recently uh, there was a politician I want to say in Kentucky who uh, mm-hmm. who who just dropped out because uh, of other allegations that are being made right now, but. Um, <laughs> Kind of just coming back, um, that was, like, in my opinion, a horrible segue, but um, just because James Brown does, you know, is a horrible uh, serial, um, you know, domestic abuser, do we not listen to his music, right? Because the same thing... Well, see... Mm-hmm. No, I was going to say, that's a good question, but that's only a question we're asking now because of this whole change in how we view time. But James I think that Brown is to. from a hold on, hold on. James Brown is from a completely different era when everyone was beating their wives. If you talk to people from that age, domestic abuse ran rampant. It was black, white men were beating their wives. Cops didn't do anything. That was a time period of what that shit lived in. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's harder to make a case against James Brown. In comparison to his time period, we can say now he's a horrible person and all that because we look at that now. But if you ask people in the 70s and 60s about that, they wouldn't it wouldn't have been. Would you say the same thing for a slave master? No, but that's my problem. We're living in a different time and I want us to hold people in their time period up to the things we know in that time. I'm saying if there was a. If there was a slave master who made great music, would you be like, okay, the music is good in his time. He just had a lot of slaves and he used to be the slaves. You'd be fine with that, that separation? No, I wouldn't be fine with that separation. Why not? But I I wouldn't. No, I'm saying that because I'm I'm not fine with the separation because I don't think we should do James Brown. Like, it, you have to leave things in their time. It, right now, for all we know, we are listening to some Slave Masters music. We're all jigabooing to it. It's probably some old church song. We don't even know about it. I mean, we just but, found out about the Star Spangled Banner. We did, I, I know yeah. I didn't know about didn't, that. You've been, that you've been singing it all your life. Like, yeah. I, what do you do? What do you do with that? Like, you, we're trying to retroactively go back in time and hold the past up to today's standards. And know. I just think that's an impossible. And it's like playing with it forever. That's an argument. Like, leave it that, alone. That's an argument that Kanye um, lives in our time. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. There, I heard an argument him. about that too. I heard yeah. an argument about that where they were saying, "How far do you go back?" Right? Because because yeah. the thing is that you could go back far, 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 and then you're gonna see the you know the atrocities that have happened you know through each of our uh, heroes, if you want to call it. Right yeah. now, they're trying to get Morgan Freeman. Uh, did you guys see that shit? That, that's a slightly different argument. True. Like, like Morgan Freeman, like, no, no, that, that's that's that, Pharaoh's argument. Right. Right? He's doing it yeah. right now. No, you're right. You can't. I'm sick of it. You can't go back in time and start holding people accountable to because you're going to get rid of every great man. True. Every great invention that you, you're going to have to stop using the escalator, the elevator, your car. You're going to give up the car because Ford, <laughs> Ford hung his wife over the banister. This like microphone. this is literally, you're going to stop flying on planes because the Wright brothers used to fuck prostitutes and kill them. Like, at what end do you draw the line? Because uh. great men have been sexually nasty. For all of history. It's well, literally one of the most common themes of men who will become affluent. They're sexually deviant. In some horrified way, it's rarely civilized. Well, that's that's part of my point. So when I, when I brought up James Brown, I brought him up because I do still listen to James Brown. I just understand that he may not have been a good person. So it, it's, I think it, there's a, you, can, you should be able to, separate. at least in some aspects, separate somebody's art from 
how how they behave. Mm. Now, if they behave extremely atrociously, especially in our time. So, for instance, somebody like R. Kelly, who is currently you know, like, trying yeah. to get fourteen-year-old yeah. girls into the compound. Yeah. Then I can't buy your city. Yeah. But like for Kanye, the reason why, and you know, I'm biased. I'm I'm a Kanye fan. I, I've been listening to Kanye ever we since all have. through we the all Wire. Have. Yeah. We all um, have. So yeah. like, I, I am a little bit biased, but I also don't think if you look at the body of his of work. his his statements, yeah. I don't find what he's saying to to be on that level where I'm like, I cannot support you because mm. I think in general, what he's really trying to do is he's trying to open people's mind to the aspect does like what you were saying before your perception is your reality you make choices yes you make choices to have to go to that nine to five to pay your bills you cannot make that choice you can make another choice to be who you want to be but um so like that's why i don't hold him to the same thing where i'm like i'm not going to listen to your album because you made these statements that if mm. he made a ton of statements like your black people you know they were, were slaves because they felt like, like yeah. doing it they was jigabooing yeah. on the porch yeah at a certain point i might be like okay Fuck i can't that. cop the I album dog do that, like yeah. <laughs> but, but he's not saying that i, I think it, you know you <laughs> have to lie. <laughs> yeah, there's like a line to it, but like I feel like you have to you have to make those judgment calls for yourself. You have to look at the history. You're right. Like back in the day, certain things were a little bit more acceptable. Mm. Um, so you have to kind of make those. But I think it's all nuanced, and I think you have to have that nuance when you think about these statements. I like I'm willing to admit that Kanye West's statements aren't of the level of exile, but I just wish he would have apologized yeah. or said maybe I didn't present my statement in the right way. Yeah. Because by not doing that. He does now have, even if he doesn't think that, he has now convinced black men, a group of black men, that slavery was a choice. Mm. You see what I'm saying? That is like, true. that's the yeah. problem yeah. with these black men today is because our black leaders and our black heroes aren't the same. And because Kanye is a hero in the black community, his statements become a part of our culture. I mean, and now yeah, that's something so there. That's an. Yeah. That's an underlying thing that we're now going to have to deal with within the black community with all the other bullshit. Well, I would also say, too, is um, that I don't think his his idea is that foreign in the black community like if you talk to a lot of people and you're like you talk to them about slavery they're like oh yeah well you know i would have been like i would have been the rebellion leader or i would have ran away or i, I would have did a b and c i said that like yeah. that's a, a common yeah, but then view it's easy for brothers like me to give them a quick history lesson <laughs> and they'd be like oh yeah i can see what you're saying bro but now it's like well nah fuck that I'm Donna Carney said. Like it was manageable. <laughs> they're that they're was like, throw me off the ship. Throw me off I the ship. Off the Ray Ray. Yeah. We could find a mixed ground. You know what I'm saying? But now it's out, it's out the. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like and that's the thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to. Like, after that, after comments, that Black Panther, like, uh, after um, Coogley, what's his name? Ryan Coogley put that in there. Yeah, the not everybody think they they grown and shit. Oh, throw me off the ship. They killed. Throw the niggas in the pond. Put them in the pond. They be all shook. Hold on. None of them are willing to admit that their crusty black asses are here because someone chose to live. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they like, I'm Killmonger and this motherfucker throw me off the ship. <laughs> tell them they can't. Tell them they can't eat for a day. They flip out. What? No. What? What? I can't first, live. What are you hashtag doing? Hashtag first world problems. I know, right? Like, you can't get your Starbucks today. They shook. They talking about throw me off the boat. I can't get my no, cat. No, get out of here. Hashtag. It's been too long for me to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You're like, for real. Like, let's just really talk about the real choice here. Let me throw you out in the water in the middle yeah. of the ocean for a minute. Let me see how quick you are to be repeating the you line. You know you can't swim. You know your you ass you right now. You've never even been to a river. <laughs> you got scared when I threw some water on you the other day. Stop. And with a dark bar. You've never been baptized. You've never been baptized. How are you going to go do something water? We tried to baptize you and you were scared. You said, no, you're going to drown. 
what I mean? Oh, shit. Oh, so Some that's girl good. said that to me. Some black girl said to me, I had to just have your urge give me to say, with your weave on? You gonna jump in there with your weave on? How real is it? Oh, no. I mean, my last point is just that, like, everybody always says they would have did it back in the day. They would have done it. You know, oh, yeah, I would have marked the king with the dogs. Oh, yeah, I would have ran away with Harry. Half of y'all wouldn't have because, yeah. like, 90% of the people didn't. That's, like, exactly. if you look at yeah. how many people did, like, there weren't a lot of people <laughs> marking with king. Yeah. Like, there weren't a lot of people running away as slaves. It just wasn't happening. So, like, if you just look at the facts, hey, most we people won't do uh, it. We had in Django, we had characters like, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, Black Lives Matter is happening now. How many people is out there on the front lines? There you go. If you said you would have done it, why aren't you out there right now? Like, come on, let's, let's let's be a little bit real about this, okay? <laughs> like, we have we have some Jamie Foxes that are Django's, or we have uh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel out Jackson's out there. Ninety percent of us is Samuel well, Jackson. The, and they was and they 90%. was tell, they was telling on the ones who was trying to get free, He's and snitching. then te- you know snitching. <laughs> yes, snitching. Hold on, hold on. You know a good you know a good way to know this. The NFL. Right, what they did to the black player over the pro team. Yeah. How many black men are still watching football? You would have been just picking that shit too. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been right no motherfucking kind fields like the rest of everybody. You can't else. give up football. You can't take no whips. You pick a time. Fake <laughs> outrage. I'm trying. Hashtag uh, fake outrage, man. Hashtag fake like, outrage. Think about it, like for real, we're talking about Bring the NFL. Back. How many of them NFL players was posting that 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 meme from oh, yeah. um um you know Wakanda and they over here like oh what I can't kneel. <laughs> They're up there standing tall, uh, saluting the not flag. They ain't gonna find me. I'm gonna stand back. They're not taking my money. Yeah, mad tall, all on the ground, talking about I would have jumped off the slave ship. <laughs> <laughs> We need, to, we need to go through everybody. Like we need to go through all their IG. We're looking at Graham's today. <laughs> bring them out. Bring them out. <laughs> we need to we need to go through all of their IG pages and see who's the ones who is hashtag kill my Who who is the black basketball player who says the earth is flat? I gotta fight that guy too. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. That Kyrie shit. Yes, because now he's traded black men who think the earth is fucking flat. Oh no. These motherfuckers are a problem. Who's that kid Cuddy who said that or what's or whoever else said that shit? I don't even know. I can't even that's why you know that's why you just listen to the music and then you gotta turn them off when they're on the radio. They start talking. So, but about but uh, about this because I know some of them. I mean, just speaking, you're Jets owner. You're <laughs> I'm Jets, a Jets owner. Fan. Yeah, yeah. You heard what they said. He he said that they they um are not going to penalize yeah, any of their players. But he wasn't he a part of the vote. I heard that like they were a part of the vote that said that they couldn't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did vote. I mean, so he voted yes in secret and then came out in public and said some hood booty shit. Come yeah. on, stop. <laughs> I mean, y'all do it. Y'all make me look crazy talking about y'all love for athletics. So. <laughs> I was thinking that too, man, because I'm like, oh, the Giants about to be really good this season. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, happy we, we, got we got that. We got we, we got, got the great white hope in our quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, football season about to be lit this season. I'm like, damn. But then that's the biggest thing, though. But now that they're – so their argument, the owner's argument was that um, – the owner's argument was that they want to just keep football football. So I just want to ask you guys just on that point alone, what do you guys say about that? They just want to keep football football because in my – oh, did we lose? Oh, shit, we lost Pharaoh. One sec to our listeners. We lost Pharaoh. We got you back, bro. We got you back. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit dropped. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It's all right. But what um so what I was saying is is just on this one point alone, if you guys and Pharaoh, if you want to start, what do you think of when um as, as of the owners just point blank saying because granted you can think the statement is bullshit, whatever, but just on their statement that they said they want to keep football football instead of keeping power and they want to keep politics and all and everything else out of football. What do you what do you say when they when they have that art when they have that that argument? On their side. Bullshit. Why? It's a bullshit argument. Why? Because that's not what they're doing. They're pandering to their base. Mm. They're pandering to the orange guy in Washington. Yeah. Uh, this policy, if they really, really wanted to take politics out of the NFL, they would stop doing the the little ceremony. That that's is true, because we did they say added. that. Yeah. And the Pentagon funds these ceremonies. Yeah. So you can't say you want to take the politics out of football and still take government money for a government propaganda show. Like, wow. It Whoa. only makes sense if you believe bullshit is facts. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, one yeah. argument shot. So the next argument that I actually wanted to see what you guys thought about is um, so – now we have certain players in the NFL saying that they're going to kneel, right? And um, does that mean, though, right? Does, does that mean can we say that these four, that these players are quote unquote like forty million dollars slaves? Can we say that? Because we did have we did have this this uh, this talk in our hangout like when when the news first broke, yeah. and I think we're, I mean correct me if I'm wrong. Were we all in agreement that? I mean, well, I mean, I, I. Well, I think we thought slaves was the wrong word, but I think I found true. a better word. Well, yeah, damn. You just said they didn't have balls. Sure. Balls, sure. yes. There you go. They didn't have balls. That's what you said. Oh, they don't have balls. They don't have balls. Look, like I'll, I'll always say this. I'll always make this argument. Comparing NFL players to slaves is a is a terrible analogy. I think it's just like a horrible analogy. So they're just forty million dollar ball lists. Football well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 mainly this. Like, so the NFL pays them for a service, and they're deciding to remain silent to get that pay. Yeah. So they're not they're not they're not slaves as much as they are just like Workers. I don't even know they're just like they 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 may be slaves to their money. That's what you said. You <laughs> just said that it is a job. Like if I worked at Best Buy and they told me I can't you know wear my Black Lives Matter shirt to Best Buy and I have to wear the blue Best Buy shirt. I have to wear the fucking blue Best Buy shirt. Someone Best Buy to give yeah. me my pay because that's my job. Rule. If you don't so like it, I you think leave. that's how you have phrased it before. Yeah, quit. But yeah. you know they get paid very well, and most people wouldn't quit over Best Buy telling them they couldn't wear their Black Lives Matter. So what shirt, they should they do they because do they, they have an option. That option is that they could stay in the locker room until that happens. So I mean. Or just do more productive stuff. I mean, like I, I get like kneeling. I get like kneeling is a is a great way to protest and get attention. Yeah. But if you're making forty, fifty million dollars a year, why don't you uh, donate some of that isn't money that, to? Yeah. To, you know, get these, a super pack. Like we yeah, need just yeah, like Pharaoh, yeah, like, just like getting, we all say in this. You know, in this in or even like the thing that kind of gets me though is like you have all these very rich NFL players yep. who could probably form their own league if they wanted to. Why don't you just go and form your own league? Like, if you really feel like there's an issue going on here, you guys got millions and millions of dollars. Get together, start forming your own league, start mm. creating your own teams, put that <laughs> shit on YouTube. FLB without go. black players would it still be good. Do you still are you, you still watching without Cam Newton, Russell Wilson? No. No, what, no, who are you watching with? No. So, like, go out there, and, just, and that's the thing. No. <laughs> I don't even want to bring Kanye back to this. No, but bring like, him back. It's the not- idea that, that slavery is a, a choice. Mm. What they're doing is they're making a choice to be subjugated by the NFL. Mm. And that's what I think 
Kanye was trying to get to. You get make choices it. sometimes that you think are not choices. What's that mean? And What's that mean? Nobody made a choice to get on them boats. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I think that's what he was trying to get to. I don't think he got, I think he was wrong with what he said. Yeah. But what I think he's just trying to get to is this idea that sometimes you feel like you do not have a choice and you really do have a choice. These guys really do have a choice to do their own thing. They do not the have contract. to be in the NFL. Yep. Yep. And nowadays with media the way it is you could really just be like all right cool we're gonna start our own league up we're gonna get a bunch of us together we're gonna start playing football What's vince mcmahon just just brought uh, the there are three leagues right now there's vince mcmahon's league yeah. and there's uh there's another one that's oh, just shit. coming out there's three different nfl why is there not a black owned one we have so many black owned we have so many black rich athletes and y'all don't got a league yet mm. like come on let, let, let's let's be real uh, here go on do it on your own but black people haven't had their own league since segregation. Like, I think that's why black people don't. Well, start I don't think it should be a black only league. I don't like think a, it should be a black owned like league. A, oh, oh. Not like oh, a blacks only league. Yeah. Just like own the yeah. league. Like, yeah. start drafting players out of high school. Like, you put white people in there. Jay-Z, you need more white people. There's Jay-Z a lot of white audience. Jay Z got his. Uh, Jay Z got his. Um, uh, uh, agent is agency thing. Rock, Rock Nation or yeah. not Rock? Whatever the. Um, Whatever the uh, agency, uh, yeah, football yeah. agency, athletic agency that he has, but he he has some prominent, uh, you know, athletes get on some there. Some people on there get out there and just doing your own thing, like own the league. So then then you can kneel whenever you feel like. Colin you, Kaepernick, you, you put up the money. You better go ahead, and that's the biggest thing. I was just actually, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Estat, is that the kneeling is so the, the the protesting part is just to get. Um, arise out of people, right? To, to for those who to, for those to see you and say, oh, what is that person doing to to get to, um to to have to have that uh that acknowledgement, right? Yeah. But as you said, they have to do more than that, right? So they are making all these millions of dollars, put that money into a super PAC into 2018, 2020, and that's how we also become uh, powerful, right? Yeah. Like, That's like this is what they should be doing instead of like honestly to tell you the truth. So we should just say fuck the kneeling and go yeah. do something. And this is what we've been saying too. It's like uh, just fuck. like fuck the protesting right now <laughs> and start just like Farah I think said that um, one time before that uh, the difference between de- um, Democrats and Republicans. Right? Republicans are out there just like you said, Esther. Republicans are out there during the prime uh, um, during the local elections and all that. Right? They are mm. they're they're energized and and Democrats just kind of want to be like. Uh, fake outrage, so to speak, and then only do it and then only vote during the, the presidency. Exactly. Right. During the general election. So what these uh, football players need to start doing is starting to put your money where your mouth is. Like you need to if you're making all these millions of dollars, make a difference, just like Colin, Colin mm. Kaepernick is. And I think he gave away like a million dollars or whatever the case is or more yeah, than like, that. He's really involved. HBCUs. He's really involved in in the movement. Like he's not just out there to kneel. He's and then when it's like, oh, you can't play, he's like yeah. sitting at home playing games. He said, like, we. He's like, we like, out here. Yeah, like he's really, and I, I think that like the idea of fake outrage, right? Like mm. how these people aren't doing any kind of community work at all, mm. and now they're mad that they can't kneel. That's what this title of this podcast, like, is you know, is, like is hashtag fake outrage. You know, like if you was really doing it, then you would still be doing it. You'd be like, all right, cool, I can't kneel, but yeah. I'm gonna be in your local election. I'm gonna be, you know, doing whatever. Mm. <laughs> well, what I actually, um, I want to kind of, but, uh, but yeah. I oh. think that goes back to the statement I've been saying this whole time. Mm. Our black heroes and our black leaders are not the same people. And once again, we're looking to heroes to be leaders that they're not. I had to really, like, as we're talking about this, think about these guys. They worked very hard to get to the NFL. True. Yeah. And now because of some one guy's protest, they're going to give it all up for the <laughs> for the culture. You know what I'm saying? For a protest that in 
all states informed hasn't done anything. Hadn't made cops act any differently. All it did was create more upgrades. So it, it didn't solve or accomplish anything to put every NFL player in the hot seat. True. So I can see it from their point of view as being worthless. Why do I have to kneel? It's not going to stop or do anything. Came here to work. I worked my butt off to get to the NFL. It's and I had to put up with your silly ass, yeah. your silly ass protest. Mostly I don't even vote. <laughs> but that's what I mean too. Like if you, you better tell him, Farrell, that most of y'all don't even vote. If you wasn't out there, like, bring that you know, same energy to the polls, motherfucker. If you wasn't out there doing anything before, why are you out here mad now? <laughs> fake like, out, fake out. like now, now you mad? Like, like no, nah, don't be. You should have had that same energy oh, five weeks mad, ago. Huh? You know, like yep. when they got him out, like yep. you were still out there running yeah. mad fast, but yep. they're trying to, you know. Yeah. That's why you can't call them slaves, bro. Because that's just not fair. Like that's their job, and it's not an easy to get job. Like they were hard to get there. Mm. I think black people who still watch the NFL Fellow sleeves, but that's a different conversation. Damn. I'm not watching. I gotta put away the phone. You put right away now. the phone. <laughs> When's the draft coming? Like <laughs> S dot S dot over here getting ready for the draft, nigga, doing his mock drafts <laughs> of fantasy football. Yeah, his fantasy teams ready. Yeah, fantasy te- <laughs> Who am I gonna draft? Saquon? I'm gonna draft Saquon. Can you Kaepernick on here? What is going on? I was trying to do it for the Where culture. Is he? For the culture. For the culture. Oh, um, but what I did want to bring up, because we did talk about this, um, and um, Farrah, I think this was something that you want to lead into, um, is um, uh, the, the, the talk of uh, to, to little girls, right? Um, this... This persona that well, I think it's a talk to the boys actually. Is it, if I, if I'm, to, was it the little girls or or, or boys? Is it talk to like men? Play the clip. I, play the clip. I think the clip summarizes. Not even about. It is about hold on. the responsibility <laughs> we put in black families on children to keep themselves from getting molested. Like that conversation. Okay. Came out on a like daily like, show right, so where you had the leader of the Me Too movement. Okay. Um, me, uh, you got it ready? Yeah, I got it ready. All right Interesting, right there. That was a. Um, <clears throat> who was who was uh, who's this lady? Um, That's she, the leader of the Me Too movement, the, or the oh. founder of the Me Too movement. Yeah, she, she founded like Noah's. decades ago. Yeah, she was yeah, on the like Trevor this, Noah show on Comedy Central. That was what that clip was. Uh, from. The Daily Show. Daily Show. Um, yeah. yeah, but this was kind of her uh, talking about really how she kind of got into the movement and the issue about black families really stuck out to me because I don't know. We've all heard this. I've yeah. heard family members telling this to a younger female family member oh, of my yes. family. Oh, yeah. So, um, like, the movie I've Precious. Heard it said at, I've, I've heard it said at church. You know what I'm saying? The movie, let's, pre- let's really the talk movie about Precious. This. The movie Precious. That, I mean, in that, um, in, in Monique's char- she, she, character, she was the mom that, that didn't care and told, and, and um, I think her boyfriend may have, I want to say, um, sexually assaulted Precious, and um, or Gabrielle Sidibe, who was the, uh, the, the, the character. Um, and... Um, well, I mean, who was the actor uh, who played the character Precious? And um, yeah, in that in that wholeheartedly, you saw that 
the, uh, these she was pa- pregnant yeah. with her mother's boyfriend's baby. Baby, like, exactly. And yeah. her mother was hating on her because the mother wasn't the one pregnant with the baby. You always hear, you always hear those stories where um, the kids are, are afraid to go to their parents uh, because, you know, that, that may have happened and they won't believe them. Almost like an uncle touched them or whatever the case is. But, um, Fair, I wanted you but just... That's, but that's because this is what, according to what she's saying, we're, the family's complicit. Yeah. Like, if an uncle is doing this, the family doesn't step to the uncle. They push it down. They push it under. They keep the child away from the uncle. You're like, yeah. no one yeah. is punching the uncle in the face. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is be. the black family that we're not talking about. At the same point, we're trying to fight white people for all the things we think they're doing to them. This is something we're doing to ourselves in mm. our own communities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even think it's a exclusively uh, black thing. I think it's a it's just like a, a society thing. It's an American society thing. You see a lot of this in Christian households, where it's like I mean, I think even like if you speak on it, Esther. Um, even if like I mean, this goes back to ancient times. If mm. you think about the story of Medusa, Medusa is is raped, um, and then she it then the society accuses her. It's like, it's your fault that you were raped mm. and she is ostracized from the society and that's how she becomes Medusa. Like, that was the idea in Greek society that yeah. if you were raped, it was your fault. Like, why did you tempt the man and it, like and that? And it goes, it, and it, it goes all the way until, it, from that, to, so that, from that time, time to, to, to modern yes, times. But these same <laughs> Greeks, these same Greeks also had philosophies for sleeping with little boys. Like, True. my whole yep. point behind True. this philosophy is it's always attached with an evil male thinking. Mm. And yeah. we let these monsters, like back then, those monsters had power. Over the years, we've pushed them underground, pushed them into the church. But this thing about people wanting to, even men wanting to assert power over women and then blaming the women for being sexy, like, it's not a girl's fault she had developed breasts. Nature made her that way. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. for a man to force himself on a girl and then say, well, she looked like something I want to have sex with, it's her fault. Like, we were, that's just We were just talking baffling. about the, the catcalling. We were just talking about that before. That's why we were saying we could have had a, a whole yeah, other yeah. podcast about that. But we can kind of even, let's in, inject that in there in regards to the catcalling. A lot of people are saying that women shouldn't dress the way that they, they dressed and all this other stuff, or, and this wouldn't happen. But this fall, that falls into the same, uh, the same uh, aspect of what um, um, Pharaoh was actually saying. You can't blame somebody for the way that, the way that they decide to dress. You need to control yourself. You're right. It's a, it's a problem with the man that they are going out and just saying, oh, I can insert myself or assert myself onto somebody because what they attract. Like, you well, can have the thoughts the, in your mind, but the, the whole concept behind victim blaming, yeah. right? Like the victim yes, is responsible yes, yes. for for the yes. crime that's yeah. being perpetrated yeah. against them for yeah. some reason. They caused it. Mm. Um, and, you know, these things happen in male dominated societies because these males don't want to be responsible for their actions. So it's like, oh, Oh no! I, I I raped you because the way you were dressed. Well, majority of the time, these women are are sitting on their couches in pajamas. Like when they get raped. Like mm. if you look at the majority of rapes that happen, they happen by people who they already know and they're sitting in their homes. Mm. Like it's not like they're yeah. walking down the street, you know, butt naked. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's not the way these things happen. Yeah. So if you look like at there even aren't the, serial rapers out there out there <laughs> hunting. Like the majority of these rapists are men who are just happen to be in close intimate close quarters with girls yeah and, you and they know, can't control them themselves can't control themselves so like it's just a it's an idea like i i like the what she was saying in that 
like you know you you do you do you do want to like tell people how to be careful just in your environment in general right you like should. Yeah. like yo like you step you don't drive to this area of town lock your doors when you're whatever but then if something happens to you you do not blame that person mm. so you know like you if they even it. were in that town or whatever like if somebody robs their car you shouldn't be mad at them you should be mad at the person who robbed the car because mm. that was the person who did the wrong thing yeah so i think that as we are are you know um talking to young women and we're talking to young men what you have to tell them is look try to keep yourself safe but if something does happen to you it is their fault it's not your fault yeah no matter what you did no matter how wrong you behaved whatever you did it's not your fault that this happened to you it is the perpetrator's fault and that's why they say a lot of uh, a lot of victims uh don't even come forward because like especially on college campuses and yeah. things of that nature they actually had i was watching which is really interesting i was watching um the quad on bet which is so interesting i don't even really watch bet but there was this was like months ago mm -hmm. and uh it, it was just on and i was watching it seems really interesting but they had something like this um in in a scene where uh you know a, a professional not even a professional but uh, a known uh, person on campus uh, was uh, actually was an athlete uh, who ended up raping uh, the um, daughter of whoever it may have been on uh, uh, the dean or whatever the case is and uh, you know she didn't even want to come she didn't even want to come to uh, come forward because of the ridicule and you know things that that may have come up to, to her on, on that um, on that campus, so it happens, right? It definitely does happen. It definitely does happen. So, but I think that's the thing. Like we we have this thing where like one of the, the stats that I sent you guys that when it comes to victims of rape, most black men will blame will look at a black woman as being someone responsible for her rape more likely than they will a white woman can you read like, off those stats again can you read off those stats uh again? let me pull this back up for yeah, you i know you had it in. yeah yeah, I sent it in. Well, I think, like, in general, like, while you're looking that up, I mean, like, there was a, there was a, I always hate, like, when people just put up little memes to do things, like, yeah. those are just annoying to me, but one stood out to me really well, where it was, like, if a woman accuses a, a man of rape, you need 45 accusers, 75 angles of video, yeah. you need 18 different pieces of testimony, if a guy says he doesn't do it, well, yeah, he probably didn't do that shit, oh. like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. you, you, we believe yeah. the male so quick, and, like, the woman, we're so suspicious of, like, mm. why, why, what are they doing yeah, why, did, why, why would they, they want why would they want have to um have to yeah so like you know it's just kind of goes along with that where we just believe the male's point of view and for the women okay. you're like you know what happened i got these stats for you ready yeah all right so african girl african-american girls and women 12 years old and older experience higher rates of rape and sexual assault than white asian and latino girls and women from 2005 to 2010 40 to 60 percent of black women report being subjugated to converse sexual contact by age 18 four in ten black women have been subjugated subjugated to intimate partner violence in their lifetime 40 percent of confirmed sex trafficking survivors in the u.s are african-american um studies found that college students perceive a black victim of sexual assault to be less believable and more responsible for her assault than a white victim stereotypes regarding african-american women's sexualities including the terms like black jezebel promiscuous and exotic perpetuate the notion that african-american women are willing to participate in their own victimization mm. 
Interesting. And where is this um, coming from again? Can you just... just uh... Uh, this is a Merlin uh, Coalition Against Sexual Assault Report. Okay. And this uh, came this out This is a fact sheet. Uh, I'm going to say 2013, 2014. Okay. This is something they use in their booklets when they talk about sexual assault. Yeah. Um, it's part of a pamphlet. So, I mean, men in general, this is exactly what needs to happen. We need to make sure that you are accountable and stop being just beasts you know um it's at this point in time especially with this the technology and so forth that we have this me too movement that's going on um well, let's see who's called if any of you guys can hear that let's just make sure we're good okay no we're good but anyways just as that little chime is going on that chime went on that actually is going to be the end of this show we actually had a great great another great podcast i must say filled with so many <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> yeah man like it's you know so many different uh, avenues and so many different aspects and things to uh kind of just digest and, and think about so um are we sending anybody to the great fields anybody getting a gold star point from any of y'all Feral Esther. I think I want to send. I think I want to just send men to the great field. <laughs> like, like I think we had a good run for the last seven thousand years of human civilization, where we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. But that time is over. Mm. And if we do not start presenting a better version of ourselves than the version we have been pre been presenting. We're going to just have a lot more arguments and problems going forward. True. I don't think all men are slime balls, but we have to admit that a good portion of us are and are bringing the rest of us down. And it's coming it's coming to light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's coming to light. You can't hide shit no more. Stop trying to hide shit. <laughs> I, that's what I said. I think all politicians and I think that all actors right now need to just go ahead and just come uh, just come out with it because it's going to come out and it when it does come out it hurts you more, you know, in the end of you not just saying this is what may have happened, you know. <laughs> so, that's that. Yeah, um if I had a, a go start point, I think at, at this point in regards to the whole NFL situation, it's time to shift the onus from the owners to the players. Mm. I think they are responsible for their own actions and their own outcomes. And if they really feel a certain way about this, this is a lot of stuff they can do. They are actually in a great position to affect change, way better than somebody who's working at a Target or who's working at a Walmart. Yes. Um, they tell you you can't kneel because, you know, you, you, you got to work at Walmart while you're making $6 an hour. You got to feed your family. Um, if you're driving around on the bends and you're mad about not being able to kneel well yeah you gotta need you kind of need to do something about that mm. so i think if that at agree. a certain point you know you gotta you gotta take the onus off the the white man holding you down and look into your own mind and your own self and say how am i holding myself back what what am i doing to perpetuate this cycle hashtag so, Kanye west <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah yeah i think that at a certain point you know we kind of gotta you gotta kind of start looking at these black nfl players like okay so so what's the next move goals, how do you really yeah. feel about this my goals our point is kind of just trailing off of that and actually just a combination of everything but it's definitely at this point in time is that we need to look into ourselves at the, we can't continue to keep looking um outwards and saying this is the force that has affected me and 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 uh holds me back from not being able to do something to make myself better at this point in time it also goes into the philosophy corner we need to make ourselves better we need to look into ourselves and just continue to grow you know um and and be curious, be curious about life, um, ask questions and 
don't stay in your way. If there's something else that could, you know, if, if there's an argument that comes about, digest it first and then come at it in a, you know, in a proper argument. Don't just be affected in your ego and hashtag fake outrage, right? At this point in time, or almost like our, our reasonably woke segments, right? That could only, almost be like a reasonably woke. Fake outrage, you know, be, be outraged that, at things that actually, um, that matter, right? And honestly, fuck protesting. <laughs> Do something else that matters. <laughs> stop kneeling, Let's cut the stop check. Stop kneeling, cut the vote, check. Vote, and vote, vote, November. Vote. 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 We have vote, an election. We have an election that is coming up in two, uh, the uh, midterm elections are coming up in 2018. Fucking vote. Stop protesting. Get off vote. your knee and vote. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. Oh, we have so many titles. That's a good this. hashtag. Get right? off your knees and vote. Get off your knees and vote. Damn, I think that I may want to make that the title of this. That, that's the title right the, there. That, that and, 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 and fake, it'll come to you. Hashtag fake Boom. outrage too. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is the Get Up Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Dang. Dang.